Hello? Jerron Blind Boy Paxton. Who is this? Oh, this is Don Flemings, the American songster. Now, I was trying to wrangle you down to see if you'd be a part of my podcast. You want to do it? What you got down there that I like? Well, we got a couple of things, so we're just going to click the knobs and you just come on down. I'm not a fan of the knobs, but I'll come down. All right. See you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the American Songster Radio Podcast. I'm Dom Flemons. On this episode, I speak with blues artist Jerron Blind Boy Paxton, who joins me in the studio. I'll talk to Jerron about his experience as a young African-American artist reviving traditional blues and old-time styles. All the people from the cotton field brought their music and their culture with them, you know. They just they just didn't leave a life of hardship and start listening to the Beach Boys. You yeah. know? <laughs> Plus, we'll hear some selections from Jerron's recent performance at the Fletcher Opera Theater in Raleigh. Bring it on, baby John. Roll my honey, roll my cotton and cane. Green corn, couple on Charlie. Green corn, don't tell Polly. Green corn, all rolling in cotton and cane. Wake up, Jacob. I'm Dom Flemons, the American songster. Jerron, welcome to American Songster Radio. How are you doing? It's good to be here. I'm hanging in there beside a sore throat. Nice, nice. Well, let's take you back to starting to play the music. Most people would say, oh, he comes from South Central. What is that's, that's a hotbed of old-time music. Tell the folks that might not know what South Central is. We're, we're, of course, talking about Los Angeles and a certain part of Los Angeles, but can you describe South Central just a little bit? Where I grew up, it's a funny place. It's a funny place. It's very urban, but full of rural people and a lot of rural culture. Like the name says, the southern central part of Los Angeles. The last part for, uh, of Los Angeles you get to uh, before you get to Compton, which is the last place in Los Angeles zoned for agriculture. Mm. So that's the last place you see people walking down the street or riding down the street on horseback, decked out in either cowboy boots or fubu, yeah. one and the other. <laughs> and Mexican fellas, you know, with accordions and bajo sextos and guitars on them, just clip-clopping down, you know, Rosecrans. Oh, yeah, oh, on yeah. On their pink pony, you know. <laughs> and Turner's Meat Market that sells country meat to country people. Mm-hmm. A place where you can get your nice brand-new alarm system, Habani roosters that set mm-hmm. at your back porch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that's the environment I grew up with. I know that that's where people like Charles Mingus came from. I also know that... Uh, because my own family came out from Arkansas and from uh, eastern Texas. I know that part of the black migration that we don't think about is uh, from Louisiana, Texas, and Arkansas moving out to L.A. and Las Vegas and different parts of the Southwest. Even from the years of 19 and 6, there's been lots of Creoles in Los Angeles, in southern Los Angeles, lots of Creoles, lots of Choctaws, blacks and sharecroppers and things like that. If you've ever heard the song, it was by Mamie Desdune, and it says, 219 took my baby away, 217 bring her back someday. 219 went from Louisiana to Los Angeles. Mm. 217 came back, you understand? Yeah. So all the people from the cotton field brought their music and their culture with them, you know. They just mm-hmm. they just didn't leave a life of hardship and start listening to the Beach Boys. You yeah. understand? <laughs> <laughs> now, what was the song that... that 
changed it all for you? What was what was the one that that really? Because uh, for me, it was Henry Thomas. When I first heard Henry Thomas, and maybe that in the Mississippi Sheiks. When I heard those those uh, two acts in particular, it changed the way that I played everything else. And I thought to myself, man, okay, if I can one day get this sound, I feel like I gotten somewhere. And then of course I can apply it in anything else I do. What was that for you? Well, when I was, I got my first CD and my first instrument when I was 12. But the first thing that consciously struck me, I didn't think about playing at the time, but the first time, the first thing that struck me is to just influence me musically. When I was about eight years old, Bucka White came on the radio and so did Scott Dunbar. Okay. Scott Dunbar didn't find out till I get probably almost 10 years later that that's who he was and what it I just knew he sang the Easy Rider and I looked up when the internet came along I looked up every version of the Easy Rider I could and it took me forever to find the name Scott Dunbar to attach to him. Yeah. But I remember as a little 8-year-old boy I heard the sound on the radio, I recorded off the radio and I remember just being entranced hmm. at this record but you know, I, I don't know what it was. Well, I think the, the biggest thing about those two guys is around the neighborhood, that's the voice people had. That's the tone mm. people spoke in. Okay. And to hear people singing in that voice, because mm. you didn't hear that out of people. Most of the folks wanted to be urbanites, which mm. is the whole reason they came to Los Angeles. That's right. So they wanted to be upper crust, you know. Mm-hmm. But to hear the real stuff that sounds like they sound when nobody's, when nobody, when you know when people like you are around you talk a certain way that's that's right and when you have to speak in front of people you talk a different way well yeah sure it's almost like instead of saying like uh, a meal's just good you say well well dang i just you done a double backflip and put a toenail dip in that that uh them greens or you get the or the get them mac and cheese they about as good as snuff but they ain't half as dusty you know that's <laughs> that's one that john d holman from durham used to always say but th- it's those little extra things that little the little bit of a vernacular english or i guess performance style that you find i'm going to say now cuz you've you've uh, you went out to israel you know your religious uh, background is a uh, jewish how has that been to to make a trip back to israel and and be able to go to all those holy places oh, it, it puts this beautiful sense of realness to it all you know it's uh, when you go to the western wall and it's like all right that's where King David was, that's where the Spirit of the Lord show up. And you go in the mountain and say, this is the mountains of Naphtali, you know, say, you know, it seems like something, you know, if you've got to dig in the Bible to find some of these stories, but you know, nope, that's where it really was. And this wow. is, they've preserved the path where he ran down the mountain after he slew the prophets of Baal. And you're just like, okay. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, you don't get much realer than that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, my grandpa's been here since, oh, 40 AD or so. So oh, we, we've been kind of keeping <laughs> keeping this guess. I'm, I'm just taken back with all the beauty and the history of the place, and it's living. Yeah. It's there, and you can feel it there. Um, and it's it's a very special thing. And I always like going there, you know, when I get to play in Jerusalem, I get to go to the hotel before I play my show, you know, yeah. plan my day around it. And it's just lovely. With all that history in, in your back pocket, do you feel that um, you're able to apply some of that sort of reverence to the music that you do? Do you think that fuels you? Always. I try to do that in all of my shows. Uh, there are certain, I don't really make set lists 
Mm-hmm. So the best way to come up with songs to play on stage is to have a sense of relevance. Mm-hmm. And usually I just, people don't know who I am, so I usually tell the history of my people and where I come from, you know, specific history about my great-grandfather in particular and great-grandmother mm-hmm. on down to me. And, I, you know, I keep it, I almost feel like an ambassador of the culture. Uh, and it, it, I love spreading it to people. It gives me a tremendous amount of joy to... Uh, to know that the things and the people I grew up with and the people who raised me, I could pass the lessons they taught me and the culture they've given me, which is a rich one, full of hardships, but it's rich and it creates these beautiful things, uh, beautiful, artful things from music to clothing and food and all these good things. I love giving it to people. I love sharing it with people and have them uh, get it for real. You know, it's not tertiary. It's from the heart and from me, from me to you. Right on. Jerron, thank you again for joining us and, and sharing your wonderful gifts with us here on American Songster Radio, and good luck to you and all of your travels as you continue being a world citizen and a representative for this rich American culture. Thank you. Well, I think it's time to wrap up this portion of the podcast and hear some music. Let's now listen to a part of Jerron's set from when he played in Raleigh on February 24th, 2017 at the Fletcher Opera Theater. This was recorded by WUNC and the concert was presented by Pinecone. Now you're hearing it on the American Songster Radio Podcast. Play your song now, makes puts me to mind of my great grandfather. 
he was a banjo player. He's one of the reasons I stuck with it after finding out it was in the family and there was a chance I might be able to play good. Green corn, come along, Charlie. Green corn, don't 
tail, Polly Green come. The whole rolling in the cotton and cane. Wake up, Jacob, days breaking out a peas in the pot, the whole cake's baking out. Oh, my little gal, oh, my honey, go to rolling in the cotton and cane. Stand around, stand around, and image on. song about cotton I can think of. I'll sing you a sad song. You need it. Sadness is an emotion. You better have it up here than out in the real world. It don't mean nothing up here. I'll make you cry in your beard. You go home and, you know, have some more offspring. sad in the real world and you got problems. I'll sing you a song about having your house foreclosed upon. Ain't that better than the real thing? <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, it's the same thing about the blues. I heard beautiful Ruth Brown say, teach the kids about the blues. Don't teach them the blues. I'm going to play a song from the bad old days. About the bad old days about being a victim of circumstance. Miss Lorena was a victim of circumstance. We don't know much about Miss Lorena. We weren't meant to know a lot about Miss Lorena. All we know about Miss Lorena comes from this song and her husband who wrote the song. The only thing we know extra that didn't make it to the song is that Miss Lorena liked the jig. So to appease the departed lady's spirit, I'll play you a little jig for you.
For my last offering to you nice people, I will uplift your spirits from this pit of American history and sadness and play you some jubilant sounds from my family's home in Louisiana. Sounds good on here. I didn't bring no accordion for good reason. Nobody likes them. <laughs> Here's from my pretty little girl, Jolie Catin. Thank <laughs> you. 
him cackle, won't you cackle my lot? Oh, the last time cackle, I had to cackle in the pot. <laughs> That was Jerron Blindboy Paxton, recorded in February of 2017 at the Fletcher Opera Theater in downtown Raleigh. The set was recorded by WUNC's Al Wadarski at a concert presented by Pinecone, the Piedmont Council on Traditional Music. It was part of Art and Soul, a collaborative celebration of African and African-American arts and artists in the Triangle area of North Carolina. The American Songster Radio Podcast is recorded in the studios of North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC. This episode was produced by David Brower, Joe O'Connell, and me, Dom Flemons. To hear more of Jerron Paxton's music, check him out at www.blindboypaxton.net. There are more episodes of this podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Check them out to listen to my conversations with people like legendary musician Taj Mahal or Old Crow Medicine show band leader Ketch C. Coor, and even wax cylinder recordist Martin Fisher. If you like what you hear on American Songster Radio, subscribe, download, and tell a friend. Until next time, I'm Dom Fleming, the American Songster. <laughs>